David is 
uh, comes on the scene that for 40 days Goliath had been tormenting them, the Israelites. Nobody had an answer for Goliath. And David comes and gives an answer for Goliath. But for 40 days they were in a situation where they didn't know what to do. And in a real sense that 40 days can represent 40 years for some folk. <laughs> Because for 40 years, maybe you've been in a situation and you still don't know how to answer. You still don't know what to do. You know, this week you had to wrestle and grasp with some difficult decisions and you still don't know what to do. Should I marry him or not marry him? Should I be in a relationship with him or her or not be in a relationship with him or her? Uh, those IDK moments, should I break this relationship up because I, in reality I know it's not good for me, but there's something, some reason I keep staying. With those IDK moments, you know, those difficulties, should I buy this car or that car? Should I buy this house or that house? Or should I buy a house, period? Those IDK moments. So we're all faced with difficult decisions that we must make, often decisions that are not easy. Should I pick this school over that school? Uh, should I get this degree over that degree? Uh, should this be my career path or should that be my career path? Those IDK moments, those moments where we're not sure but we must what render a decision in life. And it is not, oftentimes, it is not an option to not render a decision because to not render a decision is to stay exactly where you are. Uh, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves on the merry-go-round. Never really, you're moving a lot and you're going in circles, but you're not really going anywhere because you don't want to what make the tough decisions in life. Yet you hate being on the merry-go-round. Life gets dizzy and you're tired. Some folk ought to be tired of being dizzy in life. Uh, I wish I could get a witness in this house. You're wondering why you're always moving around and you seem to be stumbling from place to place. Yeah. It's because your life is on the merry-go-round and you weren't meant to be on the merry-go-round. God didn't design you to operate on the merry-go-round. <laughs> we are called and strengthened and we have been given uh, what we need to even face and difficult decisions and make difficult decisions. And so here in this text in John, God gives us an answer, a glimpse of an answer of how we can make difficult decisions in life. Jesus is telling his boys, his disciples, that he is about to leave. He is about to go to Calvary. He's about to go back to the Father. He is telling them that. He's telling them this after three years of hanging out with them personally. Uh, he has what, in a real sense, solved all of their ID case moments. 
it's Jesus who has solved it all for them these last three years when they faced challenging moments. It was Jesus who intervened that came in. When they thought they were about to sink uh, on a ship and they woke him up and Jesus would provide the answer and the calmness of what they need. See, that was an IDK moment for them. When they couldn't perform a miracle uh, for healing a little boy, it was Jesus who came and provided the answer. And so when, when, when they faced 5,000 hungry folk, they were ready to send them away, but Jesus had something else in mind and was able to solve the problem. It was an IDK moment, but Jesus knew what to do at that particular hour. So now Jesus is telling them, Are we, well, I'm leaving you, and they're wondering in their mind, how are we going to address all the things you address, Jesus? Uh, you can't leave right now. <laughs> We don't know how to do these things. Uh, so their nervous, their anxiety has increased off the charts uh, uh, in his absence. Jesus is telling them though when he leaves, I'm going to send you another. I'm going to send you an advocate. He says, one that will guide you in all the truths. In other words, Jesus says, I'm not, I'm not leaving you alone, but I'm giving you another. And you have to, I have to do this because you need this other this advocate, this counsel. So Jesus says that I'm sending him to guide you. I love that. Text says he will what? Guide. There's a difference between direction and guidance. He said again, there's a difference between direction and guidance. You see, folk can give you direction. Matter of fact, if you've been driving around and you ask somebody how to get somewhere and they gave you some directions, and the problem with directions is directions can be completely wrong. Amen, somebody. And I know, I, I know I'm not the only one that's gotten bad directions from some folk. You know, and so, Folk, folk, you know, if you're not careful, so that's the difference between God. See, when you, when you, when someone guides you, they come what with you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Here. And, and there, there's certain things and certain situations where we face, especially in our IBK moments. You don't need direction. <laughs> you need guidance. And so Jesus says that I'm sending you one that will, what, will guide you. In other words, he will what? Take you. He will actually get in the car and he's going to drive you. All you have to do is what? Follow. 
And so Jesus is saying, I'm sending you one that will guide you, that will be, we were just singing that song, the one, one that will walk with you. Oh, I wish I had somebody up here. One that will talk with you along the way. Isn't it nice sometimes to just have some company along those difficult journeys in life? Some, it's good to have somebody to what? Talk to along the way. And so that's what Jesus begins to say. Jesus says, look, I'm sending you an advocate that will guide you. He said, Jesus says twice that the spirit will receive from him what he will make known to us. So Jesus is, is guiding the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit what guides us. Did you catch that? So, so, so here's the thing. To be guided, we have to, number one, listen. 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 To be guided, you have to listen. Let me say that again. You have to listen. You, to be guided, you have to listen. We have a listening problem sometimes. We, 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 we don't like to listen. Look, it's interesting how you don't know what to do, but you won't listen to nobody else at the same time. Amen, somebody. You have to listen. Listen, actually pay attention you know, oftentimes we want God to speak in a loud voice. But I'm here to tell you that most of the time the greatest things that God will speak to you will come subtle. God wants to get to a point not where he has to yell at you, but where he can talk to you and you will what? Listen. Do you realize how often you miss God? Every day of your life, every time you wake up, God is speaking to you from the time. Matter of fact, he spoke to you in your sleep before you even got up. He was speaking into your spirit before you even rose that particular day. He's speaking into you at all times. Question is, will you listen? <laughs> listen. It's listening. Can we listen? God is always talking. God is always speaking. But do we listen? So in, in order to be guided, you have to listen. That means that if God says, if the Spirit says jump, you know what? You jump. If spirit says go left, you know what? You go left. Watch this. Stop asking why. As a matter of fact, you ought to respond immediately. If it's spirit says go right, you know what? Go right. If the spirit says what? Crawl. You ought to fall down on your knees. Crawl like you ain't you've never crawled before. Listen, we have to, to be guided 
through certain difficult decisions, we have to listen. Can you listen? Listen. Is there something you can't answer on your own? There's certain revelations that have to be, certain things that have to be revealed to you. And in order to do that, you have to listen. In order for the Spirit to guide you to the place that it needs to guide you and to guide you through some things, you have to listen. Listen. Ah, some of us need some spiritual hearing aids. Amen. Amen. You know, you need to ask yourself, did I put my spiritual hearing aid on this morning so that I can hear you, Lord, because I'm struggling. Do whatever God tells you to do. Look what he said. Jesus says that I'm, I'm telling the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is telling you. So do whatever the Spirit tells you. Second, second thing is not only so in order to listen, which means that if we listen, then we will what follow. Yeah. Follow. In other words, you know what? You don't need no. You don't need your own personal GPS, <laughs> which which tells me because you know I sometimes you ever you you, you ever been following somebody. And you decide, you know what, I'm going to use my GPS anyway. I'm not going to really follow them, but I'm going to use my GPS. So I'm not going to worry if I lose, if I get lost. Because I'm, I'm just going to pay attention to that. Let me tell you something. Look, your GPS, your personal, the place that you think you know that you can get to, you can't get to without the Holy Spirit. Let me say that to you right now. I know you think you know where you're going. I know you think you know what you're doing. Just because you've been on this earth 40, 50, whatever, 30 some years, whatever the case might be, you know, it's amazing how quickly we think we know it all, we've seen it all, we got it all. But I promise you, what God's trying to take you through and what God is trying to take you to, you can't get there with your own personalized GPS. Your, your, your iPhone won't cut it. And so, we have to put that down and follow. Yes. Which means we can't allow ourselves to get what? Separated. Oh, I wish I had somebody in here. From the Spirit. Because we've got to stay what? Close enough so that we'll know what the next turn is. That means you can, you've got to stay real close to the Spirit. In order to understand where the spirit is taken, which so so so, if you're not careful, you become spiritually. Watch this church spiritually separated. Oh God! Ooh. You saved. There's a bunch of saved folk, but y'all what? But but if you're not careful, you'll be spiritually separated. So now you're trying to figure out how to what, how to catch up to the spirit and where the spirit is, because it's taking you to a particular truth, it's taking you to a particular destination, 
But if you're not careful, you got to stay close with the spirit so that you do not become spiritually separated. Ooh. Sometimes we get lost and confused and we don't know what to do simply because we're what? Spiritually separated. And why do we become spiritually separated? Most of the time, it's either because we, we think we understand where we're going or we become distracted along the way. Ooh, I could just pause right there for a moment. You know, spirit trying to take you somewhere, but your eyes way over here. You want to look at everything that you're passing by. Distracted. Yeah, I know he looked good. But that may not be the one for you. I know she looked good, but that may not be the one for you. But the Spirit's trying to take you to a particular place of truth that is true for you. And you so busy, what, distracted over there looking at the one that you know ain't right for you. <laughs> Amen, church. Amen. Mm. Distracted, distracted. Knowing you, you keep looking at that car that you can't afford. Amen. Yeah. You know you're supposed to God spirit trying to take you to that Kia. You got Lamborghini taste. And a Kia budget. <laughs> but you try to figure out how you gonna get to the Lamborghini. Distracted in your mind on the Lamborghini. Now I'm gonna get that Lamborghini one day. But you on a bicycle today. But I'm going to get that Lamborghini. And the Spirit trying to take you to the kid. You know what? The kid is here for you, dude. It's already, God has already released the keys of the kid. And you're, you're, you're right, but you don't want, you don't want the kid because you're too busy talking about the Lamborghini. But you on a bicycle. Amen, somebody. <laughs> So we, we, we get distracted, too many distractions. Distracted from, watch this, from what God has for us. That's another thing. You've got to accept what God has for you. Stop fighting God. Watch this. Over what God wants to bless you with. we don't know, watch this, because we won't receive the answer that God has for us. God's answering, but it's not what the answer you want to hear. Ooh, you want something different. And God keeps coming back with the same thing, the same thing over and over and over again. We have to accept what God guides us to. So, three things. To be guided, we have to what? Listen. We have to follow. And we have to not be distracted. In other words, 
when you follow the Spirit, you look at the Spirit. God, I wish I had somebody in here. I'm not, I'm not looking to my right. I'm not looking to my left. I'm not even looking behind me. When I follow the Spirit, what? I'm looking at the Spirit. Wherever you lead, I shall what? Follow. So we listen. We follow and we don't get distracted. If we do this, the Holy Spirit will guide us to a truce. A truce that will glorify God according to this text. That will glorify God. Look, verse 14 says, uh, tells them that the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus because the Spirit will honor Jesus and what it does. So, I, I, I want to make this plain. Can God get the glory from the decisions you make? Let me, let me, <laughs> you, <laughs> whoo, you, you didn't, you didn't really get that. Can God get the, get the glory from the decisions you make? Sometimes when you don't know what to do, you need to ask yourself, can will God get the, the glory out of the decisions I make? Whoo. When you difficult, when it's difficult and you wrestling, you just start asking yourself, can God get the glory out of this? Can God get the glory out of this? Here's what I've come to understand. God always wants what? The glory. And God always deserves what? The glory. So, can God get the glory? out of the decisions I make. I was reading this week uh, online and uh, Dabo Sweeney, who is the coach of the national champion, uh, college football national champions from last year, uh, well, current year technically, uh, Clemson. Um, he is a man of faith, strong man of faith. He says, my purpose, look what he said. He says, my purpose, my ultimate purpose is always to glorify God. I said, wow. I've had, you know, as a pastor 25 years, I've had people always say, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? That's the folk in here sitting there right now. You wonder, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? This man said, my purpose at all times is to glorify God. In other words, he was saying, he said, look, my purpose ain't to win games. God, I wish I had somebody in here. My purpose is to glorify God. He said, that's, that's my purpose. And everything I do is to glorify God. Look at look what the, te the text verse was. He's, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit is to glorify him. Do your decisions glorify God? Wow. Can the decisions you make glorify and honor God? And so when you don't know what to do, ask yourself, what will glorify God? Whew. What will glorify God? I believe there are answers 
and breakthroughs, not revealed because we're at the wrong level of glory. Because we're at the wrong level of glory. I said, you know, credit card companies, they increase your credit limit based upon you being credit worthy. You don't manage your credit at $300. They're not bumping you up to $1,000, right? And so, based upon how you manage your credit, they what? Increase your limit. But it's all based upon how you manage your credit. You have to manage your credit well. Man, y'all sure got quiet in here when I start talking about credit. Y'all got real quiet in here when I start talking about credit, man. Eh? Get out of my business, man, right now. <laughs> Don't go that fast. <laughs> so, you have to show you can handle a low amount before there's an increase, right? Uh, the text said that they, there are truths. According to this text, there are truths that we cannot handle. Did you read that? Did you catch that? That, that? that In verse 12 it says, How much more to say to you more than you can now bear? And so, but the Spirit will guide us to what? Truths. And the Spirit will guide us to a place ultimately where we can glorify God in the things and decisions we make, but there's some things that the, the Spirit does not release to us. It releases it to us based upon what we can what? Handle. Amen. So, 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 in other words, <laughs> I have to become glory worthy. Woo, I would say, you know, just like you have to become credit worthy. I have to become, I, if, if I ain't doing well with this level of glory, oh God, I wish I had somebody, then I can't get to the next level of glory. If I don't know how to praise him right here, God's not going to take me up to increase my limit of glory because if I can't glorify him, Right where I am, right where what, what, what's going on in my life right here, he won't take me. How do you know that you're supposed to go from glory to glory? Which tells me that maybe you don't have some answers because you stick at stuck at a lower level of glory. Look at somebody in this church. And tell them it's time to get to the next level of glory. You, 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 you don't have some answers simply because you have what? You at the lower level of glory. 
But you gotta get to the next level of glory for God to reveal what he needs to reveal. Oh, pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who learned how to praise God, glorify God, when they didn't even know what was going to happen in the fiery, fiery pit. When you learn how to glorify him, When you, when you can glorify God based upon not knowing. I'm talking about a Paul thrown in jail not knowing whether he would be released or not, but still having a praise party right there in the jailhouse. When we learn how to glorify, when you can glorify him at this level, God will bring you to the next level. In other words, I don't know, Lord, but if there's nothing that's going to stop me from glorifying you. I don't have all the answers, God, but I do have one answer, and that is that you walk with me. You talk with me. And you tell me who I am. So when we can glorify God, it's true. The glory, God, God takes us from glory to glory. He gives us an increase of his knowledge based upon how we handle things. That's why it's important to what? Follow. <laughs> it's important to follow, to listen, to follow, and not become distracted. But God's trying to take you to the next level of glory in your life. Watch this. The revelation that you need is not at the present level that you're operating. <laughs> but if you grow in him, and if you focus on him, God will take you where you need to be. I don't know. But God, you do. And I know you will reveal to me what I need to know at the right level. So God, here I am. Here I am. I am here to follow you. So lead. And where you go, I shall follow. It's through his glory that you get to your next level of glory. Your answers are all at the next level. It's time for a glory increase. Uh, it's time for an increase in your life. So praise Him where you are, like it's your last time to praise Him. Worship Him where you are, like it's your last time to worship Him. Love Him where you are. Like it's your last time to love him. Trust him where you are. And believe in him where you are. God has an increase for you. Anybody ready to get to the next level of your glory? What you don't know and need to know is at the next level.
of glory. Get to the next level of God's glory. Touch somebody and say it's time to get to the next level of God's glory. Come on, look at somebody else and say it's time to get to the next level of God's glory. Oh, it's time. Just shout out right now. It's time to get to the next level of his glory. Oh, man, that's good news, isn't it? The doors of the church are open. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, I invite you to come right now. If you need a church home, I invite you to come. If you just need prayer, if you're ready to step into the next level of God's glory and you're willing to say, God, I will follow I am ready to follow. God, I know you'll take me through the Red Sea. That you'll get me through storms. I may not have the answers to the storm, but God, I know you'll get me through it. And I'm willing to follow. Sometimes we still have to go through the storm. I wish I could had some witnesses in the house. It's not that the storm will go away, but the Spirit will guide you through the storm. And so if you're ready to just say, Lord, here I am, I'm ready to follow. I trust you. I believe in you. And so here I am. Here I am. No matter what comes, Lord, I know you're able. You can get me through this crisis. I don't have the answers for my family right now. Maybe that's somebody that's dealing with I don't have the answers, but God, you do. And I'm willing to follow. I don't have the answer for my marriage, but I'm willing to follow. I don't have the answers for my child that's sick, but I'm willing to follow. And I'll glorify you through it all. If that's you, I invite you to come this morning, wherever you are. and I am a choir singer here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless. Yeah.